are live. How about that? Mark Duvall from You Yo. Can Bet On That. How are you, sir? Hi, good. How are you doing? I'm well. Mark, we, we watched the last three episodes of Luck. And uh, the only thing I'll say at the top of this before we get in this is... Like... It was diff. Like I was curious about how a, a few like storylines were gonna go, but just knowing that the that the way the story is being told is uh <laughs> is not what was intended based on because like they don't know they're getting canceled right. So right. It, it was almost difficult for me to get into these last few episodes or like really buy into it, knowing that this wasn't the intended experience, if if you will. Yeah, I had the same feeling, a as well as I don't think episodes seven and eight, we're going to be going through seven, eight, and nine today. Seven and eight, I thought they were weaker episodes anyway. I thought they were like mm -hmm. the two weakest episodes of the whole series. But I agree with you. You know, as it's as things are building up, it's like, well, this is going to be a loose end. You know, they might be able to resolve this story over here, but this other thing, it's just too big and there's no good, not going to be any satisfaction. So... Yeah, it was anticlimactic in a lot of ways. Uh, yeah, I definitely got that feeling as well. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, and I agree with you with episode eight for sure. It's actually the least okay. I think I've had, least notes I've made for any episode we've done of this <laughs> series so far was on episode eight. So yeah. Uh, for some reason, you have never watched this show and you've managed to listen to some of these uh, already. <laughs> this is on HBO. It's called Luck. Uh, it came out about a decade ago. Yeah. Uh, and it, it was not intended to be a one season series but because of a cancellation ended up being a nine episode uh one season series and that is uh and we are finishing the, the seven eight nine the last three episodes of this so if you've made it this far and you're still curious that's how you can watch the show is on hbo max yep. um yep luck episode seven so ace has a web ace being um dustin hoffman's character has a webcam installed to watch his horse uh and escalante understandably i was actually kind of surprised escalante uh like tolerated it um but yeah. uh, he was very unhappy that there was a, a camera being installed in his um in his barn there yeah it was twofold it was the installation process which was extremely disruptive you know especially around all these horses and then the fact that yeah there was going to be monitoring going monitoring going on the whole time i can yeah. understand a trainer not liking that yeah um, the, we, we learned that Walter, uh, had a bit of a gentleman's agreement or casual understanding that the horse, uh, could be used for breeding. So Walter's horse being this, like this, you know, possible next man of war. Right. Um, and the, the, the Colonel, as he's being referred to his like son, I was having a hard time understanding who this kid, who this uh, guy is, but essentially, coming for the horse claiming some sort of like rights to it and walter explains that he was just sort of told that the that he, you know he was working on the farm and they had horses and they could just breathe there was a sort of a, just an agreement um and now this guy wants uh what he believed is rights to his horse based on his relationship to the colonel which i believe was his dad is this the son? I uh, guess yeah, it could have been dad or grandson or something, but okay. uh, you know, ultimately it doesn't matter because the story, you know, there was a little bit of a re resolution here, but you could tell if they had gone on more seasons, uh, this character would have come back to to try to claim the horse uh, as his own. And uh, the 
it sounds like uh, Walter is telling the truth here when he's talking about the colonel. You can just see the colonel. You've got this idea of the colonel in your mind, right? Colonel Tom Parker or something like that. And it was a gentleman's agreement, and I'm sure it was. So I'm sure that Walter Smith is is uh, correct here. Oh, okay, son-in-law Tim uh, yeah. Timothy Kennedy, Kennedy says so. Very good. So, um, yeah, that that actually that storyline kind of resolved itself in that it went to. It seemed like it was an internal court within the racetrack at least and they decided or they um, made a decision for walter in that case and so you know the son-in-law i'll be back i'll come back to get my horse and that's kind of where that storyline ended uh we learned that jerry wants to play in a poker tournament to get a ticket to the world series of poker main event lonnie wants to claim his own horse and the guys are worried that he won't include his horse in their stable Again, this is one of those things that as it's happening, it feels like it's setting up something else, right? It feels like this is a <laughs> right <laughs> like this it feels like this is setting up something that would be maybe a bigger play in the next season. So it was difficult for me to really like care because I don't like this this clearly isn't gonna matter in the next two episodes. Um right. and we learn it, it, it what we end up finding out is it, it doesn't. Um Rosie is concerned that she's not going to jockey Walter's horse. Cause if you remember in the last episode, uh, she told the horse to go when Walter wanted her to sort of take it easy. He got pissed threw her stick away and he's taken her off the horse. Uh, she actually goes to Joey to who agrees to uh, uh, speak to Walter on her behalf with the assumption that, sh- that he'll end up being her agent, which is uh, ultimately what takes place. And then, um, what happens after this, and I think this is sort of this de- this was a lot of episode eight and a little bit of episode nine still. There's just a lot of little scenes that are sort of like establishing settings, maybe like nudging just like a setting just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Episode eight was full of it, but I found this, I found these last three episodes definitely had pockets of this where I couldn't tell if it was filler or if they were quickly trying to reset what you where you were. Uh, where your sort of tracking was on some of these uh, some of these scenes, but uh, Ace's protege, who's this young kid that he's sort of grooming and 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 has been uh, setting, who is helping him do work between him and a partner, a financial partner. Um, he's on this. He's on his partner's yacht, uh, working uh, with the. Um, uh, this is about the casino racetrack venture that they that they want to go want right. to do. And I mean, maybe it would be different if I like actually watched this season back to back to back to back. But mm. man, I have the hard like as they're talking, I'm like, what are they? Ta- I don't like. I'm still not quite figuring out like what is the situation here. Like, I don't know. Maybe maybe it was. I don't know if it was like my disinterest that was sort of getting in the way, but I had a hard time tracking the story. Yeah, and it was it was hard for me to follow too. Uh, you couldn't tell uh, what was the relationship with Ace and these other guys. Were they going to be in business together? Obviously, they're rivals in some way. Uh, yeah. yeah, it was very hard. And I think we kind of mentioned this on previous episodes too that this storyline was kind of the least interesting storyline uh, uh, going in this series. Right? Um, you know, we were. It was more interesting when things were happening at the racetrack and the horses and things like this. And, you know, this was maybe a broader story that would have spanned, you know, the entire arc of the series if it had gone, you know, five, six seasons, something like that. But in these early stages, it was a little hard to follow. 
And ultimately, you know, there was really no resolution to this other than some things we'll mention. So, yeah, I don't think it was just you, Tim. I, I think, think it was hard to follow. Mike Smith and his boys were partners with Ace before he went to jail. Ace took the rap for them. I remember them setting that up in the first episode. But again, I, I had a hard time. I don't know what it was about just the way he interacted with these individuals. And like, you're right. Like they were part, like they were, they seemed like they seemed to have beef, but they all say at the same time, like wanted to trust each other. And like, I don't know. It was, uh, uh yeah. And bizarre. you know, why isn't he meeting with them? Why is he just sending Nathan yeah. to meet with them? Right. What, what's that whole thing about? Was it just for the shocking scene where they actually kill Nathan uh, that came out of nowhere. I, uh, to me, I thought, wait, did they just really kill him? Because it seemed like that was a character that they were developing. So yeah, they end up killing Nathan in one of these scenes, and so I don't know, was it a little forced. All right. So anyway, um, yeah, Timothy Kennedy, <laughs> thank you for filling us in on maybe some holes we had on this, but maybe we were just so much more interested. It, it's like you said, Tim. If we had watched these back to back to back, even you know once a week, watched them instead of sort of you know, watching them all right, you know, a couple episodes back to back right before we're going to talk about them. Uh, so, yeah. Um, okay. Uh, Jerry is at his tournament and I think they try to indicate that he's playing smarter poker. He folds Queens when there's a King on the board. Um, yeah. Was that, was that, your, what do you think that was what they were trying to like, he's taking this serious. Like he has Queens. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I, I thought, wow, this is really realistic. In fact, there's a, so the, the King that comes up on the flop, he, he has pocket Queens. The, it's the dealer, Naomi from some previous right. episodes who actually bets into that flop. And uh, later on, he's when they're actually sitting out in the parking lot, kind of talking, he says to her, you know, you pair kings on the flop, and instead of slow playing, you scare the table away, which is what yeah. he's – and it's true. Now, we know – I believe this was the case – that she actually had pocket kings, so she flopped a set of kings, you know, a super big hand on a, a very dry board. So, she, uh, yeah, she probably did misplay that. You know, she should slow play three kings, certainly, uh, even though that king is still going to scare um, scare Jerry uh, quite a bit. But yeah, I thought that was really good that, oh, he folded. He folded queens. That is what you do there. A good poker player doesn't think, hey, I was dealt pocket queens. I'm entitled to this flaw, to this pot, right. like a lot of novice players do. So yeah, I thought that was pretty good. And then she he ends up actually uh, winning an entry into the uh, WSOP main event. And I assume we would have seen him go to that if there had been a second season, because that's as right. far as that story went. Yeah. Uh, Lonnie puts his, uh, puts in his claim for the horse he wanted. He was adamant about doing it himself. Very, uh, very like trying to be independent. Uh, he, uh, Leon, the jockey weighs in and is pushing weight for being a jockey. And they, uh, they're, they're concerned about his weight. And then this, this whole, this whole buildup to this race, it just feels like it's going to be a disaster, right? Like, like there's that, like they're, they're nervous about Lonnie putting in this claim by himself. Leon uh, has it like, is, you know, like he's pushing this weight and they cut, they like, you know, the, the people in the weight room kind of uh, uh, caution him on it. And lo and behold, uh, the horse that he's on ends up getting, uh, getting hurt, like strains a muscle or, or something like that has to pull up. And uh, we find out later 
that the horse uh, can't race. Well, I, I mean, almost immediately, Escalante is like, yeah, the, the horse won't race anymore. Yeah, yeah her career's over. Yeah, they basically yeah. say she's going to be in the, she's going to end up as a broodmare, which brood was mare. a term that they actually kind of emphasized in the episode. I had not heard that term either, but basically, yeah, yeah that's what her future is going to be is just to have baby horses. Yep. Uh, we're back at the poker tournament. Jerry is flashing his cards. That's the one part that I did not appreciate about this. They like, he is, he like, he's essentially like holding his cards. Like you would playing poker at home with your friends. And and like, you can almost see like, like the, what the way the camera is, he holds up his cards and you can almost see someone in the camera shot who has a clear <laughs> clear view of his of his hand. And I was like, come on, Jerry, protect your hand a little uh, bit here. I didn't really notice that. Maybe that was just for the camera more than anything yeah, else. But I'm yeah, sure it was. No, but yeah, I, was, I was like, I'm pretty sure two people can see your hand there, buddy. Yeah. Uh, he's uh, he he ends up getting pocket fours, tur- uh, either turns or flops a set. I couldn't I, I, I uh, don't remember where I saw the four. Uh, but his dealer friend is, uh, like you mentioned, is in this tournament two, uh, two spots down from him. She goes all in. He busts her. And they kind of made it seem a little more melodramatic than I think they really needed it to. Like, they're like, as if, like, I don't know. There was, of course, you're sad for her because she's busted and you never want to, like, bust out your friend. But, like, they, the, with the way, like, they bring, bring, brought the tone in that scene, it almost seemed like this was going to damage their friendship. Like, Oh, uh, yeah. And yeah. I, I think you're right because they're trying to develop this, you know, romantic uh, relationship between the two of them. So maybe they did overemphasize the drama there just because, oh, man, these guys are going to be lovers. And look what he did yeah. to her. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, right, right. <laughs> Well, I mean, I met the I met the girl perfect for me until uh, until I bust her out of a poker tournament, and yeah, yeah, yeah that was it. Uh, okay, we have the old jockey Ronnie uh, bids to jockey Walter's horse, uh, and then Joey comes in to advocate for for Rosie. Uh, we lo- we will finally learn that uh, that Walter ultimately decides on Ronnie due to with experience and um, and just wants the best thinks it's the best decision for his horse but uh lonnie learns that his claimed horse won't race again uh will be used for breeding we covered that um uh so i mentioned this and this is this is where i first saw this in these three episodes as they're developing this love interest between uh jerry and naomi that's when I was like, oh, here comes the new storylines that I just don't like. I can't care. I can't care about this, right? Like I, yeah, right, you know, I'm yeah. like, like I'm sure this would be interesting if I knew there were two more seasons, but uh, it's not because you know yeah. what? What is this in the in the scope of three episodes? So, um, yeah. yeah. Uh, Walter gives Ronnie uh, ultimately gives Ron, uh, Ronnie the jockey job for his horse. He lets Rosie knows uh, that she's off the horse. She's of course very upset. Uh, Jerry gets his ticket to the WSOP. No, one, <laughs> what I love is he walks in holding up the holding up the ticket, and none of his friends really seem to care. They're more curious <laughs> yeah. about the woman yeah. he's brought into the room. But like, yeah. Here, yeah. here's this probably this this dream that that he's had, and his friends are like, yeah, great. Who's the girl? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're. I guess I'd probably be more concerned about that too if all of a sudden. <laughs> disrupting this group of four guys you know no girls allowed club yeah episode ends with a nice montage of the jockeys sort of doing different things and they show ronnie snorting this pill that he uh crushed up and it definitely tries to give you the impression that maybe walter made the wrong decision 
Mm, yeah, that could be. Yeah. Uh, and Alex, again, you know, this we'll talk about what ultimately happens here uh, with the race and everything. But uh, yeah, again, developing more stuff for the next season. You know, nothing really came of him snorting this pill. Right. I mean, there were yeah. no, there's no downside to it at least in the episodes through the end of the season. So, so here's what I thought it was. Le- so I, w- I thought it, I thought maybe what was going to happen was Ronnie was going to like, it, like that Walter was going to pick up on this soon before the race and that Rosie mm. was going to get her shot again. Right. That he was going to yeah. be like, ah, oh, you're, you're not fit to do this. But like you said, like he crushes this up, he snorts it. And then, like, there's like the, nothing happens after that. Like, yeah. we're like, oh snap, he relapsed, and then the show's like, ah, who cares? He didn't. We're yeah, gonna move yeah. on with the story. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. And then you know, I didn't, I didn't talk, I didn't bring this up um, in the moments, but there is a really nice runner involving a young kid that involves sort of Escalante, oh, yeah. and it's a really, I mean, they, they did a really good job of. I if there's one reason why I wish I could see more of this show would be to see the development of Escalante's character. Because mm-hmm. he really gets some depth in these last few episodes. I think I think, it, I think, think his character is the most fascinating in this set of episodes that we're, that we're covering today. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, Joe is pregnant and this, you know, they have this kid that they're kind of helping out. And they're both kind of seeing, Joe and Escalante are both kind of seeing how they are around this kid. Like, okay, is the other one going to be a good parent? You know, how are they dealing with this, this kid? So yeah, that was actually a nice part of the show. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, anything else on episode seven? Yeah. So there is the scene, there is a scene we're talking about this whole kind of confusing uh, casino situation here, but there is a scene where Gus and Ace meet with tribal uh, casino personnel. It, it turns out to be Morongo casino, a real casino here in Southern California. And it turns out that they're they're not really necessarily meeting with the tribe there. Instead, they are uh, they want uh, the bad guys to see them apparently meeting with yeah. uh, the tribe, and that sets up a scene that's coming up uh, in the next episode. Just a couple other notes I have here on this scene. I thought this was funny when Lonnie is trying to justify to his friends that he wants to claim this horse for himself. He, and one of the things he says is, I also like her because she's a gray. And I it reminds me of people who go to the the racetrack. And, oh, I love the, that gray horse. Oh, I'm going to bet oh, on the yeah. gray horse. There's something about gray horses that, you know, they're so good looking. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's a gray. But that's his final, you know, explanation to the guys as to why. Well, it's a gray, right? Um, is is the, I was going to say, is it? Is that purely based on that they just like look like cool horses, or like where there were ever, or like were there any dominant oh, grays? And no, I, I have no idea what that okay. might have to do with how good a horse is on the track. I think it's more that people really like gray, gray horses, right? So right. Beautiful. Well, I wasn't sure if it, if there was like a if there was a legendary gray horse that maybe set the precedent that like oh the grays there's the there's a gray horse. I don't no, know. I don't okay. know if yeah if there is. The only other thing I wanted to add was uh, when Walter is meeting with Ronnie uh, and he's going to basically, he says, Ronnie, I want you to, to ride this horse. Ronnie says, uh, I'll be three pounds lighter come the race. And I thought it was funny because he was drinking a Coke, not a Diet Coke, you know, but a full boat sugar Coke. It's like, you're going to drop three pounds. You're drinking this Coke. Uh, so I thought that was funny, although he ended up not finishing it. He left it on the table. So, but that caught my eye. 
that's all I got for this. Episode. Okay. <laughs> Very good. So uh, what do you got here? Episode eight. I literally have seven things written down. Um, okay. This is going to be pretty quick because as you mentioned, weaker episode and uh as i mentioned earlier it was very sort of just nudge things in place for the last episode right so it doesn't yeah uh definitely build up for the yeah yeah so as you mentioned uh episode begins with scenes at morongo um and evidence um and uh evidence that ace's protege has been dumped at sea that's sort of the first indicator we get that uh, that hit, that this kid's been actually killed. So in episode yeah. seven, we see him get knocked unconscious by being hit by what seemed to be an ashtray a couple times. And yeah, then... and there's a lot of blood. I mean, it's a yeah. you know, if he's not dead, he's in serious trouble. So you figure you... he must have been dead. But you're right. This 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 emphasized that he is. Go ahead. I I know I know it, this is maybe difficult for people to shoot. I'm not going to act like I could get a better, sh- but like he. <laughs> the actor that is being hit stared at that of the guy picking up the, the ashtray and hitting him with <laughs> yeah. it the yeah. whole way and i'm like yeah. there ha- like make it a little bit more believable that this came out of nowhere like he watched him get a- he wa- pretty much watched himself <laughs> die without yeah, like okay. putting his arms up or trying to like right stop jumping out of the way yeah yeah <laughs> um that was that was i was a little frustrated with that but um you gotta make do uh, i suppose with what you can get uh the the so the doctor who we learn is uh is pregnant with uh, with uh, escalante's kid is kicked in the midsection uh by the uh by a horse so that becomes a concern the guy who works um a guy who works with the guy who killed the kid uh goes to the stable with ace and gus and gus uh, takes the guy into this empty space that Escalante showed him, and the guy just walks in. And I'm like, <laughs> I, and I'm like, come on, you're you're setting these characters up to be these like wise guys, and he's just gonna he's gonna walk into some empty barn space. Come on, that I was know, the most unbelievable part. <laughs> yes, that was like the guy's like, oh, what? What are we gonna talk about stuff in here? Come on, I was that was so annoying. Uh, the guy just walks right in again. Self-protection in this series uh, was was a little, uh, um, yeah. uh, you know, unbelievable in some ways. Anyways, every yeah. story is sort of being inched forward a little bit. The four amigos are worried about what their horse is going to draw. Um, and they're they're even, I think, if I remember right, they, they even get a little worried that maybe Escalante might be putting a little bit more effort into uh aces horse than theirs for like preparation of the race and stuff mm-hmm. um there's there's like i said there's concerns about the doc the doctor's pregnancy uh walter ends up uh winning the case essentially in front of the board uh over being and uh, being named uh, o- owner and trainer um of this horse versus uh, against this uh son-in-law of the of the colonel I, again little nudges of the story here and there uh moving forward Walter's horse gets the post position for this overnight stakes derby, uh, getting getting the first uh, post position. And Pint of Plain, which uh, is Ace's horse, um, I keep on saying it's. T- I guess it's technically Gus's horse. I don't know. I, it's it's legally Gus's horse, yeah. but of course we all know it's really Ace's horse. Yeah, right. Uh, he ends up getting the two position, and let me tell you. I mean, they couldn't have telegraphed that anymore. As soon as he gets the, <laughs> as soon as he gets the post, uh, they pull a pint of plane, and you're like, oh, he's gonna, they're pint, or that that's getting two. Like they're gonna put yeah. them right next to each other. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And uh, 
Escalante uh, decides that he's gonna he's gonna take Rosie over uh, over Leon for Derby Day to uh, to ride um, the Four Amigos uh, horse. Ace cuts his partner out of the deal for the casino. And my, the last note I have here is Leon needs to find a different career. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I mean the poor the poor guy can't. I mean like. They keep on talking about him not being able to make weight, and then they show him on screen. I'm like, he, I mean, without like removing bone matter, I don't think he's gonna be able to lose any more weight. Just find a different career, kid. Goodness. Yeah, and it, you know, jumping ahead to the next episode, just to kind of put a final note on that. Uh, in the next episode, he says he's going to Portland to yeah. race up there, uh, and that's kind of where it's left. You know, it's it. There's no real cliffhanger for him. Again, I'm sure we would have found out about what happened in Portland in the second season, but that's just kind of it. You know, he's going to be going up to Portland, uh, race some up there, and once he loses the weight, then he'll come back. But that's yeah. all it was there. You know. Yeah. Uh, and like episode, like the, there's nothing fun really to talk about. Episode eight. There's no cool scene. There's no like. There's no gambling. Uh, you know, uh, jargon to dissect or anything like it was just a bunch of re- uh, scenes sort of nudging every bit of the story forward. So uh, yeah. that's all I have for episode eight. Yeah, exactly. And like you said, that you know, the first scene shows um, Cohen, one of the one of Mike's. So Mike is the guy on the yacht, basically the super bad guy. Cohen's the one that meets with the Morongo people. And uh, turns out uh, he's recorded. Uh, uh, he's trying to bribe the tribal uh, casino there and uh, Ace ends up with a copy of the recording, basically, to blackmail uh, Mike and his cohorts if they want to. Um, the only other thing I want to say, oh, uh, there was one thing here. We do find out that Ace was responsible for jumpstarting Escalante's career. That kind of came out of nowhere. There's that one scene where That's they right. talk about, oh, you were just, you know, a runner here and, you know, I put in a good word for you or something like that. We don't know all the details, but Escalante obviously owes him his career in a way. Um, yeah, kind of interesting. I do yeah. want to talk about the horse kicking scene because I absolutely hated, hated, hated that scene. Number one, she's a vet. She should yeah. know better than to stand behind a horse. That's what I'm thinking the whole time. And they're talking about telegraphing something. It's like, watch out, watch out. Now, I'm not saying that there, there's never been a veterinarian kicked by a horse, but this is what I really don't like about the scene. It's just a, it's just a reason for her to lose the baby as soon as she gets kicked it's like oh okay that's how they're going to wrap up this plot line and i hate that whenever a woman gets pregnant and they just come up with something like this it's just i think it's lazy writing yeah you know this okay this is how we're going to deal with this so you knew this was going to happen and sure enough is like one of the final last scenes again i'm jumping ahead here in season nine she does lose the baby so i hated that horse kicking scene that that was to me the low point of the series well and as you you know it is lazy writing right because they they sort of they didn't they didn't need this you know like the yeah. whole mm-hmm. the whole yeah. part of heart, heart like the the little thing with the kid that escalante like kind of you know grew affection for in episode seven that could have been a way to bring them together, right? There were so many different ways that they could have brought these this doctor and Esca, the the vet and Escalante together. 
they didn't need to, like you said, lazy writing, get her pregnant. So yeah. they have this, like this bond together. They have to figure out and then, okay, we don't actually want them to procreate for right. the series. Yeah. We so don't now, want a baby in this series. Right. right. Exactly. So now we have to get rid of the pregnancy and yeah, uh, yeah you're right. Uh, yeah. And I'm with you there. Okay. Anything, <laughs> anything else? Episodes? Episode That's, eight? Yeah, I have. Yeah. Again, probably the weakest episode of the series and yeah, I have nothing, but again, it was building up for the final episode. So yeah. Yep. Um, okay, let's go move on to episode nine, the final episode of Luck. Ace's grandson visits. Um, and so help me out here because uh, I watched the last episode today and I was worried that I like I wanted to make sure that I got through it. I, I didn't pull back too many times. So was the grandson brought like the grandson comes thinking he was invited by gus and gus is gus is playing along with it immediately and but then it's clear that gus didn't invite him and that there was something else arranged there correct Um, one what a really cool like way to like cool like layer to give gus's character that he's able to pick up on this like immediately um, and then find a way to communicate this to Ace in a way that doesn't sort of blow it. Um, yeah. And then, but the the one problem I did have was I couldn't quite figure out what like were they was it a sig- like were they threatening to hurt the grandson? I, I was I was struggling with understanding what the what the chess move was. On yeah, I, you know, we heard about the grandson in an earlier episode, so right. we know there was some kind of you know story point there. And we find out that his dad died. In fact, at one point, Ace even says, uh, I, I, you know, somebody asked him if he has any children. He says, I have a grandchild alive, meaning that any children he had, you know, uh, uh, are dead. So I, I don't think we got the full story there, but there's something bad that happened. The grandson was involved. The uh, uh, Ace's rivals can use that to their advantage. But yeah, if if his rivals are the ones that pretended to be Gus and got him to fly out to see Ace, it doesn't seem like they just want to kill him as soon as he got there. But Ace is obviously concerned. And so I don't know what the whole story is there. We probably would have found out in a subsequent season. Yeah. The uh, Jerry is at the they're at the track. Jerry is dishing out all the bets. Kevin is actually talking to Lorenzo's mom, who has shown up for the uh, for the race. And Kevin is actually speaking well of Jerry as a handicapper. And this is a really nice sort of bookend in the in the season, anyways. Um, of go of episode one, where you just see uh, where it begins. Kevin's sort of constant, sort of uh, almost um berating almost almost of of you know it's clear he trusts jerry as a handicapper because they want all that money based off jerry's picks but i think it was nice that it began with them trusting his picks and getting all this money a season full of him sort of criticizing jerry's gambling and then it bookends with him again admitting though he's a sharp handicapper like this is yeah right marcus likes to complain about almost everyone and everything and his complaint, legitimate complaint about Jerry is that uh, he loses too much at the poker table. He can't control himself. So, uh, yeah. 
The um, um, by the way, I can, yeah. you, so you, you you reference Marcus. That is the character's name. Kevin is the is the name of the actor. Yeah, Kevin Dunn uh, is the is yes. the actor. Yeah, Marcus my, is his name. As I'm as I'm taking notes, I always just put the name that comes first. Sometimes it's the <laughs> character. Sometimes it's the yeah. actor's name. But yes, Marcus yeah. being yeah. the the character. Yep. And uh, Tim Kennedy makes a good point here. He thinks that it was more of a threat that his rivals sent the grandson there. Yeah, that makes sense. Like you know, hey careful what you do right we've got control of more things than you think we do right so yeah i yeah. like that uh ace is with his probation officer this is probably one of my favorite exchanges in the uh in this in the season he's with his probation officer in the bathroom giving a urine sample and um <coughs> he offers a uh to leave a ticket uh for him at the gate if he wants to attend and the, the probation officer explains that he you know, makes it clear you can't take any gratuities and then he's like, oh, yeah, of course, of course. And he's like, pint of plane. <laughs> he just names the horse. <laughs> and the probation officer responds, are you suggesting that I might know a bookie? And I just love the probation officer knew what he was signaling. Yep, uh, exactly. Yeah. And that Such was it. No, nothing else needs to be exchanged. No other dialogue needs to be exchanged. Yeah, that was a good yep. scene. Uh, it's Derby Day. The four amigos watch their horse win its race. Um, it was a... Uh, it was it, of of the few things it needed to be sort of, of of the few things I was really hoping to actually see finish in this first season was them getting a good win off of this horse, right? Getting the ROI yeah. on this whole adventure of acquiring this horse, investing in it, and uh, yeah, and they win their race, and it's very exciting. Yeah, they win their race, and they win a bunch of other bets too, uh, going through the day, and. Uh, towards the end of the episode, they're all, you know, kind of reveling in the fact that they've just won a ton of money, uh, really a lot. They're all smiles. It's a good ending for this group, but there's yeah. a great uh, uh, dialogue towards the end. Uh, one of the guys says to Marcus, what's the story with us? Like, you know, because here they've got all this money. They're in this terrible dive motel. You know, it's like, what's going to end up with us? And Marcus has a great answer. He says, well, I suspect in the long run, the story is we all go broke. And, uh, you know, talk about a gambler's pessimism and like, or almost it's like, hey, I've seen this before. We're flush yeah. with money now. But, you know, anybody who's gambled enough knows, hey, eventually, yeah, you lose all your money. <laughs> yep. Uh, Carl Schlegel's in the house. Hello, Carl. Good to see you. The, um, oh, that's right. So after their horse wins, and Tim Kennedy brought this up uh, in the chat, um, when their horse wins, uh, Jerry walks up to Leon, who's sitting there at the fence, and he hands him a bet ticket worth five hundred dollars. And I think the horse got went off at ten to one or something like that. Um, I thought and, it was twenty to one, but uh, yeah, at least ten to one. So yeah, five thousand yeah. dollars, I would say at least. Yeah, yeah. And he makes he makes a comment. Uh, we could we couldn't get uh, we couldn't get here without you, kid. And makes an and shows their appreciation for because Leon essentially was the main was the main jockey for uh, for the majority of this um uh of this season riding that right. horse so um i like that uh, that sort of nod to um uh to leon there um <laughs> i they were really stretching out this whole ace getting hit story to fill this episode like i appreciated it from uh i liked sort of the cleverness they used in the in the restaurants to like sort of throw them off the signal but i was like man they're really filling up this episode with this stuff and i think it's because this episode was meant to be 
delivery day delivering on the big day for all the horses and they needed something to fill up the rest of the episode and uh i, I don't know i just feel like uh all of this is um uh i, I felt like all of that was it, it took a while to get through that story uh all right episode. well Okay, if, if it, even if it was filler, uh, I enjoyed it. You know, it was action. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Like you said, you know, it was kind of clever what they did. And I love the scene where they're pretending to argue in the yeah. restaurant, you know, to throw the guy off. And, and uh, you know, then Gus leaves and Ace pretends to go to the bathroom. Anyway, yeah, it's it's deception and there's violence. And, you know, you're rooting for Ace and Gus and <laughs> you're happy at the end. So, Oh, uh, we finally have the final race. Uh, another another story that I was hoping to be uh, to be delivered was Walter's horse. How was it going to finally do in its big race? And its big race happens to include, and I guess I maybe I should have seen this coming, but I didn't really think of it until they started setting up this race. Was it includes Pint of Plain, which is Ace's horse as well. So uh, right. we have uh, Walter's horse and Ace's horse going pretty much head to head as it is uh you know as it's being delivered to us to us in this final episode of course there's more more horses in the race but uh how, how crazy would it be if it like they came in fourth and fifth yeah neither horses things that would have been quite a surprise and and not very satisfying so yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh but it ends up being a photo finish now here's my question what do you know a photo <laughs> a photo how so um who did you think was going to be the winner based off oh, of everything gosh. that came? I, I didn't even think about it. No, I just let the show tell me, honestly, I wasn't even thinking, Oh, I wonder who it's going to be. Cause you know, either one, uh, you could move the story along fine. So, yeah. Yeah. It's um, I, I really wanted it to be Walter's horse because that was like the horse that I was like most curious about, right? Because they set him up yeah. like this whole like the record setting at the track, the next man of war, or whatever. But I knew that they they had to like Ace's investment had to like come to had to like deliver as well, right? There had to be something because yeah. it yeah. So um, I well, uh, and Walter didn't seem terribly upset. It was kind yeah. of like, well, we raced against a good horse and we came in second. And I think it's kind of a reflection of the entire episode that there were happy endings for a lot of characters. You know, not Escalante and Joe. Obviously, they lose the baby. But everybody else, you know, even Walter coming in second kind of smiles. Leon gets that, you know, big ticket at the end, like yeah. I said, from, from Jerry. So I guess anytime you're a showrunner, you kind of have to think, all right, what if this is really is our last episode unless you've been guaranteed. And I know that maybe he was guaranteed in this case because they were going ahead with a second season until, you know, the controversy with the, the deaths of the horses. So, but there was some closure in that respect and that people had happy endings. Yeah. So there is a great scene, as you mentioned, uh, Walter sort of, it doesn't seem all that he actually shows Ronnie a lot of grace, um, when Ronnie's getting off yeah, the horse right. and he's like, I, I should, I, I should, I waited too long. And Walter's like, Nope, you did perfect. Right. You did, you yeah. did what you should have done. Just, it, it was a good horse. Right. Yeah. Um, and then there's even a really great exchange between Walter and Escalante sort of recognizing that like, that was really a, just a good race. Right. Like yeah. there's, there's no, yeah. there's no beef. There's no, like, there's just like, those were two great horses fighting uh racing against each other so yeah um, yeah, yeah that was feel good, good for everybody yep, yep yeah 
the the last the last thing I have to say about this episode, Jerry is counting his money in this uh motel room right next to the window at a motel, a tiny <laughs> motel, and he's counting thousands of dollars on the table. And I'm like, yeah. what are you doing? That's a Okay, we Hollywood. There's a lot of things you need to get right about uh, about gambling scenes. Where people count their money is a big one right now <laughs> because this has been a theme across so many things we've watched. Is that people count money in very um uh like plain sight or you know dangerous uh dangerous yeah they need to be counting money in bathroom stalls. <laughs> That's where they need to be counting money. Yeah. Or at least close the curtain. By the way, she's naked <laughs> or, or on the bed in the window. Too. Yeah, that's yeah, true. The too. girl she he's with naked, is like so. naked and the yeah. windows is open. He's counting money. Just... Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Um, all right. And then, of course, if you, like uh, we learned that um, that the, the that loses uh, loses her baby. And that's yeah. sort of the end to, uh, yeah. to that story. But yeah. Um, okay. Uh, oh, what else do you have for episode? Okay, nine? so yeah, just a couple more notes. Uh, this is this is dramatic license, and I understand that. But uh, Joe, the veterinarian, she's in her hospital bed before she loses the baby, and she's watching the race. And mm-hmm. I'm thinking, boy, I don't know of a lot of hospitals that have TVG <laughs> network or some kind of horse racing network. As you've, I'll tell you, when I've been in the hospital, it's slim pickings as to the choices of channels you have. And how seems to be TVG would be one of the last possibilities. How funny would it be like uh, when, like in like the, in the the hotel like pamphlet? It's like, and we have off track betting for anybody who's interested. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um, the only other things I'll say, I've kind of talked about this before. The the uh, horse racing action was fantastic. Even this last last episode uh, for this final race, they did just a great job. And uh, of course, it's undermined by the tragedy, but. Uh, the action sequences are just tremendous. And I think I mentioned this before in a previous episode. I think Kevin Dunn was really the standout uh, actor in this episode playing Marcus. Uh, he I, he was just pitch perfect. And, you know, he was pathetic in some ways. He was funny, you know, his one-liners. Um, but uh, I thought he was a great character and Kevin Dunn did a great job. And that's all I have to say about the show. Okay. So, um so you said episode, but do you mean series? Oh, like the, the, I mean series. I may have said episode, but okay. I thought Kevin Dunn was kind of the standout actor of the character of the entire series. Yeah. Okay. He, to me, was the most interesting, and I think he did a great job uh, bringing the character to life. Yeah. I think um, I'm going to go with uh, John Ortiz on Turo Escalante as my yep. favorite performance of uh, of the of the series. It and was. I'm fine with that. Yep. yep. Yeah. He was great too. Yep. Yeah. I, I he what what made them both in their own way, right? Both in in Marcus's sort of miserable way, um, and in Escalante's sort of smug, arrogant way. They were so mm-hmm. believable, right? I was like, <laughs> yeah. I believe that right. they are this way, right? It was so. Yeah. Uh, but I do want to give an honorable mention because I thought this at least one once an episode. Richie Coster, who plays uh, Renzo, is he? He's just this pathetic, <laughs> sort of gullible human being who just yeah. like loves his friends and like just loves yeah. being around them. 
And like yeah. there once an episode, I was like, this character's he's he's nailing this character. Yeah. Like it's 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 difficult to like you know match him up against the couple few actors we've mentioned here. But there's no doubt that like he got what that character was and just delivered. Same thing with yeah, I, fine doing yeah uh, the doing lovable Joey. loser, right? Yeah. You know, right? It's like okay, maybe not the smartest guy, but you're right. He's loyal, loves his friends. You know, really tries. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it is actually it is quite fitting, and this is just purely coincidence that we are recording this week because as Chuck Freen shared with us, John Peroto. Perota, Perota, uh, Perota. I don't know why that was so difficult for me to get out. Uh, who was a producer on Luck actually tweeted out that 10 years ago, an amazing cast and crew were told their series was canceled. Ah, what might have been. And he shared, uh, he shared, I guess he was a writer. Uh, I guess I, I, I think um, uh, he was either writer, writer and producer, um, but uh, contributor to the show. And then he showed the the uh, sort of this the what do you call it the the bits for uh, Pine of Plane and yeah right um, the, the horse get, bits yeah. getting up uh -huh. morning yeah yeah so officially ten years ago this week uh, mm -hmm. is when HBO decided to cancel uh, cancel Luck because of problems they had with two or three horses dying and mm -hmm. the the the, the P, not only the you know the crisis that is the but also this the um, you know no one was going to want to watch that again you know like yeah. it was going to it was and i'm just saying no one was going to watch it but you understand what i mean like people sure, were going to bad it, publicity sure of course yeah it was yeah so um i think hbo made the right decision of yeah, course yeah but i will say that th this was great i really I thought it was a this. great series yeah i did yeah. too from the very beginning you know even though we were kind of complaining about these last few episodes yeah i think a, a good series overall yes yeah uh okay the uh I, <laughs> you have uh, a shirt on that says the good place yep. um i want to just point that out and if any, no one has ever seen the good place uh it is a wonderful program pretty much anything that michael Schur has put his hands in is phenomenal uh so uh i'm just mentioning it's a random mention that i'm only bringing up because uh, yeah, because I've got a good place shirt, shirt yeah. on, and it's uh, watch it from the beginning because it is a full story arc. It's not the kind of show where you can just watch, you know, uh, random episodes here and there. So watch it from the beginning. But yeah, just a, a great show. Yep, yep. And it, what's nice too, when this is unusual for American shows too, he told his story and then it ended. You yeah. know, a lot of times series continue just because of money. I mean, let's be honest. But this was the story was told and then it stopped. So, yeah. you know, it doesn't there aren't a lot of episodes compared to some that run for, you know, 10 seasons and have hundreds of episodes for syndication. So that's nice. So uh, I have a few questions just about television for you right now. This is and this is just um, I'm I'm allowing myself to to take a half a step away from specific gambling content because we uh, we have gone into a main feed here i can assume that anybody listening maybe is just a fan of so I've, so with that comment of of the good place told a story and then ended and it was done right. uh we are coming up on on ted lasso season three coming out later this this year hopefully right. and we have heard this whole time that they had written three a three season arc and that was supposed to be the be the uh the show do you think do you think they're going to hold to that? Or do you think Apple's going to see this cash cow that is Ted Lasso right now and be like, you need to give us something else? 
if the creative team wanted three seasons and that was it, and I, I mean, they even now they're still thinking three seasons, I hope that it ends on three seasons. Because to me, that's the more important thing is what is the creative team? What story do they want to tell? Yeah. Uh, to be honest, I think it'll go more than three seasons because not just money, because of how popular it is and how many accolades it's received. It's crazy. Yeah. They win, they win everything. Yeah. I mean, if yeah. Ted Lasso is nominated, you might as well not even show up if you're another nominee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, another uh, TV question, uh, gambling or not gambling, really, like, is there, what TV are you watching? What do you recommend? Oh gosh. Okay. I I watch a lot of sitcoms and I'm not going to recommend any sitcoms right now because I can't think of any that are currently airing that I really want to push. Of the uh, dramas, certainly Ozark. I don't know if anybody's watched Ozark, but that's a great show. That's a stressful show too because it seems like every episode's like, how are they going to get out of this? So I would recommend if you haven't watched uh, Ozark, the um, they uh, the final season is halfway done. It's one of those cases where they broke the final season into two parts, and we're in the break between the first part of the final season and the second part of the final season. So this is your chance to catch up. Go to Netflix if you want to watch Ozark. Uh, for science fiction fans, The Expanse on Prime Video, I think one of the best sci-fi shows uh, ever made kind of on caliber with the uh, Battlestar Galactica reboot, really smart science fiction. Um, those are the two that jump out at me right now. And uh, the, the expanse has actually ended. So if you want to go back and watch that, it's prime video. And uh, um, yeah, the final episode aired here a, a few weeks back. So those are the okay. two that come to mind, putting me on the spot. Yeah. Okay uh double up to ketchups in the house thank you uh thank you for listening it's uh, it's good to have you this is um if you're not familiar mark and i for almost a year and a half now i think about once a month sit down and we talk about gambling and um or vegas or something in that uh that realm as we see it or see it referred to in tv and movies and we have we've done full movies we've done small uh scenes from just random shows like scrubs the office rick and morty and then we just finished doing luck uh the the show luck that had nine seasons now the big question now that of course better viewing <laughs> has its own feed now right so yeah. uh this is um people listening presumably are here because they enjoy this content and probably enjoy tv and movies also uh just in in general uh the big question is what do we do next um, I actually have, I haven't been able to think of the right next answer, right? I've been thinking like, Oh, what yeah. should we do next? I, I was going to ask you, uh, I don't think we should do this next, but I would be interested to do a season two Ozark watch. Um, but since you've watched, because that's, isn't season two or season three where it's like heavy in the casino where like the casino is like a, a really a mainstay of, um, yeah. Uh, gosh, the reason I'm hesitating is I don't know how much we could say about it. Okay. Uh, for the okay. amount of V, uh, for how much we'd have to watch. Okay. I don't think the return would be that good. Yes, there's a lot of casino, but there's nothing. It's not really gambling related, right? It's all mm. the casino's a backdrop for 
money laundering and drug deals and you know, all sorts of right. different things like that. There's there's really very little casino action. So I don't know how much we'd have to say about it, to be honest. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. yeah. So I think the ne the next episode then will be um a uh oh, you know what we should do? We no. should do another. <laughs> I don't know, Tim. I, I literally yeah. don't. Know I answer all next. questions, uh, rhetorical <laughs> or otherwise. Go ahead. Um, I think we should choose a new James Bond, and uh, do uh, a new Eric oh. Doctor. Anyway. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. That's a good idea. Yeah, that is yeah. a good idea. Okay. Um, how many has? Um, well, do you want to just go Roger Moore since we started with? Say Roger know, Moore makes the most sense, right? How he's many? He's the next do? one, right? Yeah. So he did quite a few, but uh, you know we didn't do George Lazenby, who did the one movie, and I don't I'm think it's worth doing him because I I actually watched it when we were watching those Sean Connery ones, and I don't remember much, if any, casino action. So I don't think it's worth that. But maybe Roger Moore. Um, a quick look makes it seem like he might have been in seven. It also makes it, I feel like he was been more than that, wasn't he? I don't know. Um, seven sounds about right, actually. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, let's. Um, do you want to do, do you want to do that, or should we do a grab bag episode next um, to sort of prime ourselves for what maybe the next big haul will be? Grab bag. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So let's, yeah do a, let's do that. Let's do a grab bag. As Mark and I see gambling um, references in shows, we will make note of them. We'll tweet about them so you can check them out if you also if you want. And um, we, uh, yeah. So next time we'll talk about scenes and episodes from tv uh that we just happen to watch uh and we'll cover and you know to me uh those are almost some of the most fun because they're not gambling related you're just like hey that's a gambling reference that's right that's that's for me um okay well i think we did it mark i think Amazing. we talked about luck oh my gosh we sure did the definitive <laughs> discussion of hbo's classic tv show luck starring dustin hoffman uh, I would love to uh, to get a writer from that, but I don't, I don't know if if, if ten. I wonder if he would be up for that. I'm gonna see if I can pull that off. Excellent. I'm curious. Yes. Okay, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, Mark, always a pleasure. I'll see you pleasure later. Pleasure was mine. See you later. Bye.